All right. Well, welcome to Nighttime with Coach Kate here with Counselor Andrew Fox. And I'm excited about this conversation. I uh, get to know you a little bit and find out. And so kind of fill in teachers and students about kind of your background and how you got into counseling and your journey to education. So right, I'll start from the beginning. So my tradition, uh, my journey to counseling is not a traditional one. Um, I actually started out wanting to be on the radio. My undergraduate degree um, from Michigan originally okay. is in media arts, but broadcast journalism, public relations, audio recording, and production. Nice. Um, so I got out of college and I wanted to live in Detroit for a little while. I had a friend that lived there. Um, tried to get into the radio stations there, did some like production for a couple different marketing agencies, restaurant franchises. Um, didn't like living in the city. Okay. So I actually moved back home to a little town um, called Marshall, um, about 10,000 people, so a lot smaller than Goose Creek. Yeah. And uh, wound up teaching classes. There was actually a broadcast journalism class at the local high school, which was unusual for Michigan at the time. Right. But the teacher had a journalism degree and didn't know how to use any of the equipment. I just got out of college and used all the equipment. So I actually um, I started doing that and um, started talking to the Air Force and found out uh, I could do broadcast journalism in the Air Force. And I, I really wanted okay. to join. Um, took me about nine months, almost uh, probably about a year through, by the time I went through medical and everything, because it was a slow process in 2000. 12s when I joined. Okay. Um, it was a long wait, and I only wanted that job. I wanted to be like Good Morning Vietnam. Thought I was good. I really did. That was I watched that movie, and I wanted to be Robin Williams uh, on the radio. I loved Thank being you. on the radio. Um, so I thought that's what I was going to do. Um, right. So I go to boot camp, and I go to what's called tech school for the Air Force for enlisted. Um, it's in Fort Meade, Maryland, which is in between Washington D.C. and Baltimore. I was there for about six months. It was awesome. I was there over Fourth of July, Memorial Day. I got nice. to see all the big holidays in Washington D.C. That's cool. Uh, we had weekends off, so you still had to travel, um, take taxis, and everything because Uber wasn't really big yet. So this is 2013. Um, after that, I got stationed in Charleston, South Carolina, um, not doing radio at all. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> so um, to explain a little bit about my job in the Air Force, the bigger background is uh, public affairs is the name of the job title. I'm a broadcast journalist. Um, now we do everything: photography. Um, writing and then the video part production part of it okay i was stationed with a specialty unit it now currently only exists in charleston and there's a special operations detachment down in hobart field florida which is in destin okay um, so just outside panama city um, well, i'm actually with the fourth combat camera squadron but i was with the active duty side the first combat camera squadron so it only exists here um, our job is to go around the world um, or charleston area and uh, document contingencies um, natural disasters so we cover a lot of the stuff um, we have the Hurricane Hunters mission, so all that stuff you see on CNN from the hurricanes, we have guys that go on that mission. Wow. That's actually an Air Force Reserve mission. Um, we have a couple standing deployments. Um, I'll talk about that in a second. So back to how I got into counseling. Um, while I was teaching that broadcasting class, I actually became friends with a counselor in Michigan. Became a really good friend of mine, and we went hunting, talked a lot. Um, he was an older guy, coached football too. So I helped out, and I was there for a year and a half. And I kind of want, I fell in love with the kids, wanted to get back into the schools. I'm like, I don't really think I want to be on the radio full time. I'd like to help out and teach kids. He's like, well, don't go back and be a teacher. If you come back to Michigan, it's going to take you longer to do that. You should be a counselor. You could help out in the classes and um, you'll make a little bit more money and it'll be faster for you to actually become a counselor. And you'll go ahead in your education instead of going back and getting another bachelor's, you get yeah. a master's right. and the Air Force will pay for it. Okay. So... Lo and behold, that was my plan the entire time I was in the military. Like I told him, hey, I'm doing four years. I'm out. Um, I need my GI Bill. I want this experience. I want to move. Um, hate the snow. Yeah. We'll never go back to the snow. So I said, either. Yeah. So that was <laughs> another reason I only did four years active duty is I did not want to go back to the snow. And with my job, I could get stationed anywhere, even non-Air Force bases. Right. So at the time, um, 
they were sending a lot of people to Turkey and Korea and then Minot, North Dakota. Yeah, that's fine. So I was like, I'll quit while I was ahead. I was going to get out and go to grad school. Um, and it was just chance that the reserve squadron for combat camera moved from California, Riverside, California, all the way to Charleston. And actually, works. I work in the same building with the same some of the same people. Okay. But now on the reserve in side. The reserve side. Okay, got So it. it's a lot of the fun of active duty without, you know, going and shaving every day, working out every day. Um <laughs> So it really has worked out great. It fills in a lot of missions. Works great with a school schedule because I take a lot of missions in the summers. Um, okay. Sometimes yeah, yeah. during the school year, our job has high demand. I could be gone every month if I wanted to. Right. Um, there's always a mission coming down and stuff. Um, so yeah, counseling was the plan the whole time, and it's I went straight to grad school. Luckily, with the GI Bill, I was able to, to substitute teach all around Berkeley County and Charleston County. So I've worked in just about every high school as far as like a substitute teacher. Right. Um, so I did my practicum at Sangree Middle, and then I did my internship at Goose Creek High School. Okay. And then I got hired here, like, before I even graduated. So February 19, I interviewed with Ms. Kintorchik and Ms. Taylor, and they hired me a week later. And that, that's the rest of history. That's really cool. So, like, so when you do the photography in the um, Air Force, so that's, like, it's, like, weekends, or they or it could be, like, all right, we need you to go here. And so that you get the freedom, I guess, as so a counselor the- to kind of leave and... Take yes. care of that, yeah. So, you, um, I mean, they give you 15 days military leave, but they let you okay. go whenever you need to go. Right. Um, we have the traditional commitment of one weekend a month, two weeks a year. Okay. Um, we're a little different than a lot of reserve or uh, guard units in all the branches because our stuff gets pretty flexible. Yeah. So, it all depends on who's going to pay for it. So, we use our two weeks. Like, mine got split up three times this year. Okay. I used it for a week of training in July. I used it, I actually worked with the Charleston Police Department in August for a week, and I did some work with them. And then I still have about three days I'll use who knows when before I deploy. Okay. Um, then there's also other missions that come down. Hey, somebody is willing, they need coverage of this. Are you guys willing to go? Um, the coolest one that we have usually every year, there's a three-week mission in Hawaii. That's just one of them. That, yeah, that, that happens every other year. Um, there's always things that they do every year, but then there's stuff that comes up all the right. time. You said there's only, and there's only two camera crews right now? Well, so uh, public affairs, there's a public affairs unit at every single base in okay. the military. Right. Um, you know, they tell the story to the world. Okay. Combat camera, which is a specialized unit, because right. um, we actually get the wings. So we're air crew, um, not like pilots, but just below air crew. So all the other guys that work on the plane, we go to several specialty schools. Um, and you can, you can, you don't have to be air crew, but our mission is to document. Okay. Um, so we do some production, like making training videos, like say there's a big exercise. And uh, they want a video to kind of justify what they're doing to right. get boots on the ground in the field. Okay. We do that kind of stuff. But our main goal is to document what's going on in the world. Our imagery can be released. It goes public. So you could download it yourself. Um, it goes to, to a big public database right. um, called DIVITS, Defense Visual Information Distribution System. Okay. Yeah, I, have to add, I have to have that memorized. Um, and CNN, everybody downloads it. So biggest example I can give you. Um, one of the reservists at my squadron, he went to the Afghanistan evacuation. Right. His stuff was in the Washington Post. It was on CNN. It was on um, BBC, picked a couple things up. Yeah. And he was there for the evacuation and then came out. Um, I've done a couple of real world missions when I was active duty. I was deployed to Africa for six and a half months. Wow. Um, when we evacuated the embassy of South Sudan in 2016, so yeah. we started that evacuation the end of June, July timeframe. Um, I was on the response team with a, a Marine Marine Air Ground Task Force. So I was the only Air Force guy. I was there to document it with the unit I was with. Um, we didn't wind up doing anything, thank goodness. It was a safe evacuation. Yeah. But uh, that's one of the big real-world things I've done. I've, um, we had the big floods in 2015. I documented yeah. some of that stuff. Um, and I've done a lot of training missions all around the country. I've probably been to 20 so or so states. Wow. 
and then seven months in Africa. Does every branch have like a combat crew, camera crew? Or is that something specialized to, to the yeah, Nope, so they used to. And um, back when the Iraq war and then Afghanistan really started and after 9-11, uh, every branch had a combat camera um, and they had different duties. Mm -hmm. um, now it has been trimmed down. So the Navy just got rid of their combat camera unit. They had the dive qualifications. So they okay. would go down and dive and do the underwater. Right. Um, the Army owns jumps. So they get the parachutes and they can jump. So they document a lot of things. Um, the Marines used to have combat camera all the time. They merged it with their public affairs. So now it's all one specialty. Okay. And then the Air Force has, you know, flying. We document flying missions, even... Okay. Um, we get called for a lot of army missions. I've been to Fort Bragg a billion times with uh, the 82nd Airborne. I'm just filming random drops, jumps, things like that. Um, so that's kind of the three different specialties. And in 2000, I think seven, around that time frame, they kind of said that, hey, everybody kind of needs to cover their own branches, okay. their own specialties. Right. So we stopped going on as many army missions that at least deployed, like when we went on Afghanistan and Iraq and then other locations. Um, so that's kind of the history of combat camera. So each branch does have some duties of it, we pick up some of the stuff now. Right. I think that's what is really cool about the military and that I think students need to explore is that there's so many other opportunities inside of military besides what they think is traditional kind of military roles. Oh, I had no idea this job existed. Yeah. When I thought I was going to be on the radio on um, Air AFN overseas yeah. and like Europe or something doing the radio. Exactly. And the fact that you could be a radio person or TV or, or weather or whatever it is that you're probably interested in, there's probably a path in the military that can help guide you and train you and make you, you know, and help you through that process, I think, a lot more than maybe other places could. So that's another opportunity for students to take advantage of. So it's been extremely beneficial as a counselor, too. I've been exposed to just about every job you can think of in the military right. from the medical side to yeah, um, special operations to just any job general out in the field. Um, I've also been to like Marine boot camp. So I filmed the crucible, which is like their big end mm -hmm. at the end of their boot camp, um, Air Force boot camp. Our school in Maryland that I talked about is joint. So we actually get to see all the other branches and go to school with them. So we find out like what boot camp is right. like because everybody's fresh out of boot camp. Right. So. Yeah, so that's, I think that's an important message for our kids is that, you know, that, that, that this is another opportunity and that, and also in with military, it's going to help with the financial part of it too. Right. Mm -hmm. That's a big part of what they can offer. Yeah. The, the GI bill. So I use that after I got off active duty, you can use it while you're on there's tuition assistance while you're in. So there's a lot of people that finish their degrees. Um, it'll actually pay for my two master's degrees. So I'll pay for wow. my counseling one and then I'll start, I'm um, starting another one in January. That's awesome. So you said though, you have a big life changing event coming up here soon. Let's talk about what's yeah, going on. So, with you um, what, what changes are happening? When Ms. Taylor and Ms. Kontorczyk hired me, I said, Hey, I'm still a reservist. Um, you know, combat camera is a high speed unit. So we do get called and I, I there's a possibility I could deploy, um, COVID hit and things slowed down a little bit. They weren't sending people as many places. And, in February, I was notified that my name was in the hat for Africa. Again. Okay. Um, about April, end of April, I was notified, hey, uh, we want to we send you. We're sending the paperwork up to see if you, um, you know, everything goes through. And end of June, my med most of my medical stuff went through, and I uh, let Ms. Taylor and Ms. Kontorczyk know. So I'll be heading back to uh, Djibouti, Africa. So, okay. Um, Combined Joint Task Force Horn of Africa is what it's right. called. That's on the east coast? It is on the east the, coast, right across from Yemen and okay. the Arab Peninsula. Gotcha. Um, right above the Arabian Sea. Um, it's absolutely, uh, it's a long deployment, and we cover a variety of things. Most of the stuff is just day-to-day -day training. Okay. But like I said, last time I was there, I did the evacuation of South Sudan. Um, I did a training mission in Kenya with uh, several of the African militaries on personnel evacuation um, with the Kenyan Air Force, Ugandan Air Force. I think Tanzania was there. Um, we were there for two weeks and that was the trip of a lifetime so that was all documentation i went and everything that you see on national geographic i went and saw yeah um it was long days so we 
we would get up in the morning and I mean, we were staying out on game preserve. So we'd go see stuff in the morning and by would be to work by eight o'clock to film stuff. And then at night we'd edit our footage, get stuff produced. And then we would go out and do like a night safari or they'd have um, different events at the hotels we were at or um, out, in, out with the troops. Right. So once you're in Africa, you could be moved around mm-hmm. to all different kind of places. We get, yeah. So it's just a five man team with combat camera okay. that goes there. Um, and we get picked up whatever units are going through at the time, whatever the mission comes up, because um, we're obviously not at war with anybody there. Right. So it's what it, we're response to whatever happens, gotcha. whatever how, we get invited to. How long are you going to, they think you're going to be gone? Is it a set time? Or um, not so, quite sure? <laughs> well, I, I can't tell exact dates, okay. but uh, it's roughly 183 days on the ground. And then you have some training and turnover on each end of it. So it winds up being about six and a half, seven months wow. um, in country for about six total. <laughs> it, it's uh it's, it's a lot different, different going as a yeah. reservist this will be my first deployment as a reservist okay. i did the active duty side and active duty you know you know what's coming right um it's your job every day you go to the base and you're just waiting for one to come down right um with the reservist you know you you put your name in a hat and you get selected um at least with our unit there's not as many all the time depending on what kind of unit you're with right and uh, yeah, it's it's changed. There's a lot more to plan for. There's a lot of stuff to life, um, letting your employers know all that stuff. And everybody, I mean, Stratford's been great, but works with you on that stuff. Absolutely. It's a lot different now um, after, you know, the Iraq and Afghanistan wars. Right. Um, they, we would deploy reservists and National Guardsmen just as much as we did the active duty. So yeah. people are kind of used to it. They know how it works. Absolutely. Well, that's, I mean, and I guess the, you get the incredible experiences and, and that life, you know, experience that I think really helps you, you say, like in counseling. So talk about a little bit how that background transitions into counseling and what you're able to do here and, and th- those stories and yeah, life the most, experience. The most obvious one is um, all the careers I'm exposed to, right. especially as a reservist. Um, we have guys that do such a different variety of careers on top of being a combat camera link. So I'm a counselor. I have somebody who does drone footage for all the Milwaukee sports. Okay. I have another guy who's a full-time graffiti artist in Atlanta. Um, that's all he does. He's a professional artist. Uh, my boss, um, she was with me on active duty. She transferred over as well. She does public relations for Microsoft in Seattle. Wow. Um, we have another guy who works, does brand marketing in um, San Diego for some of the big sports teams there. Wow. Um, so it's a variety of different careers. We have the people that work in the information technology and don't even do um, photography and everything on the regular civilian side. So that's been cool. Um, but then you meet reserves while you're deployed and to the counseling side of things. So the straight interacting with different cultures, learning to establish a relationship really fast. A lot of times we'll be sent on a mission and um, in Africa, most people speak English. Almost all the countries, they speak Swahili and then sometimes home languages, but a lot of speak English. Um, but you have to develop a relationship very, very quick. We might only be there for a day or two and I've got to give a story from this person, get them to trust me, to talk, um, learn to really care about things. Right. Um, immediately that's been super helpful in counseling um not being afraid to talk to somebody or learning how to really get the story out of somebody and get to what can help them or what they really feel or are passionate about absolutely well that's incredible and uh, i really appreciate you coming in and, and sharing um your experiences thank you for everything you're doing um for our school and for our country and uh, i really appreciate you coming in and uh, if i don't get a chance to talk to you again uh, i've really enjoyed this conversation learned so much about you and uh appreciate everything that you're doing. So. I've started to tell my students uh, here and there a little bit that I'm going to be heading out before. Although yep. I think back and say it'll be before second semester. Yep. That's the most I can say. I got you. All right. Well, everybody's going to know now. So. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> uh, when this is released. So, again, I really appreciate it. And 
uh, keep us filled in. Send us you know any information you can. And after you get back, I'd love to be able to kind of, if you can debrief us or oh, yeah, how no, much no, you can no, tell us about right now. Yeah, no, nothing, nothing is really. It's not top secret. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely talk about it. And then we have internet. Uh, the base is huge. That I'll be at. It's okay. um, I had a mile and a half walk to work last time I was there. Oh wow! It's the biggest. It was the biggest construction project in the Department of Defense outside the U.S. Gotcha. So there's just stuff going on all the time. I have internet. I, I can do Google Meets and stuff like okay. that. I plan to do some of that stuff. So you have some familiarity already with this place? You've oh, yeah. Okay. This is exactly where I stayed okay. and what I did I in you. 2016. I yeah. got you. So that's why you kind of probably got chosen for this mission. Uh, the, so, yeah. Yes. Yes. That's, uh, that was one of the factors. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, when you get back, we'll definitely have you in again and, uh, and, and hear about all the wonderful stories. All right. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank all right. you. Bye, Stratford.